this first reading in Isaiah was written about 700 years before Jesus walked the face of the earth. And it seems to me that one way of looking at it is that um, the prophetic world and, and even the needs of the spiritual needs that, that would, you know, how do you overcome darkness and evil? Do you fight it with more darkness and evil? So if someone hates you, you hate them back. If somebody kicks you, you kick them back. That's, that's what a lot of people think and do. But what I think was going on by the time of Isaiah, he writes these, these three reflections on the suffering servant. I listened to the language that he says. This is just incredible. He says, um, he says um, I gave my back to those who beat me, my cheeks to those who plucked my beard, my face I did not shield from buffets and spitting. The Lord God is my help, therefore I am not disgraced. So instead of somebody hitting him in the back, that he hits them back, or they spit on him, and so he spits back, he absorbs it. And trusting God basically says, God, you'll get me through this. I trust in you. I know your love is enough. And that's what Jesus did to the max on the cross, spitting on him, stripping him, beating him, putting thorns in his head, rejecting him, hating him, killing him. And did he fight back? No. He says those words, Father, forgive them all. They know not what they do. So what do you think? What's better? Do you spit back at the one who spit on you? Or do you forgive? If somebody hates you, you hate them back equally or more? A lot of people in the world choose that. But I propose to you that Jesus and Isaiah are, are, are presenting to us something new, something better, something more profound, something deeper. And so here in this gospel, Jesus is very aware that Judas is about to betray him. And he says, one of you will betray me, and nobody seems to get it. Even when he says, whoever puts their hand in there, when, after I dip mine a morsel there, and I guess they heard that, I guess they see it, but they don't seem to get it. So Judas sounds innocently, but he wasn't. Is it I, Lord? Surely it is not I. And Jesus tells him, you have said so. And he doesn't condemn him. He doesn't hate him. Now, just this is just for um, whatever, a, a thought or reflection. I put it on the Facebook page the other day. I don't remember which day. But, you know, there are many who say that Judas did not mean to have Jesus killed. I don't know one way or the other, because the Word of God is not clear. But it, this would certainly explain his suicide, why he would kill himself after. They gave him 30 pieces of silver. He made some money out of this. Why would he then take his own life just because Jesus was accused and then killed? And some say this is what Judas thought, that Jesus was not only the Messiah, but he was going to set Israel free from the Roman Empire. He believed that the Messiah was so powerful that finally Israel would not be under the domination of the Romans. And so he believed also that Jesus wasn't acting fast enough. I think this makes good logical sense. So in order to push him to do what he believed he could do and he would do, he handed him over to the enemies. He got a little money on the side, 
but hand them over like to push Jesus. Come on, Jesus, do what you're going to do. Save us. And instead, Jesus gets arrested, condemned to death, beaten, spit on, stripped, and goes through this passion before he dies. And when Judas saw what he did to him, that he was overcome with guilt, and he went out and hanged himself. Now, is that the reality? I have no idea. But here in this scene, and this particular gospel, Jesus confronts him. And he says, do what you got to do. And he does it. Well, as we come close to, uh, and the church is, keeps unwrapping this gift of this passion and death of Christ and all of these events around this, tomorrow with the washing of the feet, to dig into our hearts and souls deeper and deeper and deeper so that it peels back our spiritual lives and helps us to ask maybe this question, and maybe this is just one way of putting it, who do we want to be? Do we want to be like Judas? Do we want to be like the people that are beating up on the prophet Isaiah? Do we want to be people who pay back exactly what we got? Do we want to be forgivers? Do we believe that even in our suffering and struggles, even in the rejections that we go through, that God is enough and that he'll carry us through them? All of these passages from Scripture, all of this reality that we are reading is meant to peel back for us in our own spiritual life the question, who do we want to be? Who do we want to be? And unless we answer that question, I don't think that we'll grow very much. We'll just keep on doing what we're doing. But any one of us is capable of just asking that, who do I want to be? And then ask the Lord for the strength, the light, the grace, the power, the spirit, the love to help us to get to that place.